0: Brought to you without commercial interruption because we have no sponsors. <clears throat> features the latest from European black metal specialist Cradle of Filth, Hammer of the Witches. And with me tonight, my co host. She's currently uh, smashing a Barbie doll into my arm. Here she is, the one and only Lily Rattledge. How do you do, Lily? Great. Lily, this is who we're talking about tonight. I'm going to show you a picture of him. What do you think of these guys? Uh, <laughs> they're great? Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like you're very enthusiastic about this. You realize millions of people are listening to you right now, and they're hearing you being very blah. You gotta, where's, where's that Lily Rattelidge enthusiasm that you always have? Oh, um. All right, well, she musters up the courage to talk she, my ladies and gentlemen, the singing frog uh here's my actual co-host uh a man who uh, a man who I do not have to put to bed here I'm unlike my daughter, who really should have gone to bed an hour ago uh Mr. Robert Cooper, how do you do, sir?
1: Hello, my baby, hello, my honey, hello, my ragtime gal, sir, you said a singing frog and uh I couldn't resist. <laughs> well, she is a singing talk.
0: I mean, you know, around the house, she's singing, she's dancing, she's carrying on like a four-year-old should. And then I put her on these podcasts, and like, Lily, what do you think? And she goes, I have a husband.
1: <laughs> maybe
0: I will she'll, maybe she'll talk to you. Robert, introduce yourself to my daughter.
1: Hey there, Lily. I've heard a lot about you. What's up?
0: She's currently hiding behind her Barbie doll.
1: To be fair, that is the usual reaction that children give me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the beard. Maybe it's the cats.
0: <laughs> maybe it's my odd
1: obsession. I
0: was going to say that's the usual reaction you get when you talk to any girl. They, you know, they start hiding behind things.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, usually they pick something a lot thicker than a Barbie doll, though. Like, you know, like... A bank vault, plate glass—you yeah. know, cars, oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, anything to get anything to get out of my laser vision.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, let's.
0: Uh, let I'd like to go to bed tonight. I gotta go to work tomorrow, so let's get on. With, oh, uh, somebody's with,
1: an adult. <laughs> 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 let's, get,
0: let's get with the hooting and the hollering already. Uh, so the Cradle of Fells, uh, Hammer of the Witches. The latest release from European black metalers from the United Kingdom uh, just came out within the last week or so. Cradle of Filth is a, is a bit hit and miss for me. I've been a fan of theirs since they first started putting out albums. Uh, I've been listening to them for over a decade now. They're a great band. They don't always hit it out of the park. Some of the stuff's a little funeral dirgy. Um, some of it's a little slow, little a <laughs> little muddy, a little boring. But other, but other stuff, uh, they knock it out of the park. Uh, I remember Nymphetamine uh, was one of the ones where I was like, "Holy Christ, these guys really can, uh, really can rock when they want to." Hammer of the Witches definitely falls into that category. This is probably one of their more uh, rockier, heavier albums that they put out in, in the last couple of years, and it was uh, quite the pleasant surprise. Uh, Super, why don't you give me some of your thoughts? Uh, where do you stand on the filth? Hey, your pig is filthy. Clean it. Sorry, that's ministry. Um, but, yeah, Cradle of Filth, go.
1: Yeah, uh, they're not really a band that I have a wide knowledge base on. Actually, funny thing, in seventh grade, I had a cousin who was really into metal and him. He was obsessed with him, and he loved stuff like guys. Uh, blood Runs Black, They suck. You know, just like, he was in a lot of, like, like, deathcore and a little bit of black metal and death metal and stuff. And he tried to show me Cradle of Filth once, and I was like, ugh. Because, mind you, my favorite band at the time was Switchfoot. So, uh... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, my favorite, my favorite band was Switchfoot until, like, ninth grade. Because they, they had some good music. I liked some Switchfoot. They got some good stuff. But, uh, yeah, did I didn't get any, cause remember... I, Hang on, i got to interrupt you here. Lily, what's your favorite music what do
0: you what do you like to listen to
2: uh,
0: Ariel yeah. from yeah. the little mermaid yeah. you like to hear her sing yeah. what does she sing <laughs>
3: okay
0: I don't know if anyone even heard that but apparently she sings
1: She's done uh, really She's out of like a really sad trombone, just uh, uh. <laughs> we
0: care a little bit more of what Ariel thinks. I feel like he's just fighting at this point.
1: All right. Let's, let's. I feel like Ariel just got dragged into a dungeon. that was really far away. <laughs> What do
0: you like more, Cooper, Ariel or Melody? Melody. Do you know who
1: Melody is, Cooper? And now from the sequel.
0: Yeah, very good. Very good. Normally, when I ask questions about children's programming, I get anger as my response. (laughs) To uh, be
1: fair, that's children's programming that was fairly new when I was still a kid. All right, fair fair enough. Like 2000. I keep forgetting you're not much like, older than my father. Oh, yo, you hush. Thinking again, I'm trying <laughs> to think. Now, nah, actually, the age difference between me and your daughter is about the same as me and you. Feel <laughs> <laughs> old yet. <Be> <laughs> <it. laughs> uh. Some
0: sad shit right there. All right. <laughs> yeah. Nobody nobody came into this <laughs> podcast and listen to my daughter saying, or me ask her questions, that she then
1: whispers the answers to. So let's get to, we, so, we lost we had five three. of our like 10 listeners. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's all right. Um, it's, this show is like a, it's like one of those boxes of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get with us. You never know if I'm going to fall asleep or if we're, we're going to start breaking into covers. You never know what's going to happen on the metal hammer. Of Doom.
1: You really don't. But, uh, yeah, to finish, finish that story, I listen to Sw- Switchfoot all the time, so I really wasn't into black metal, especially Craig LaFille, who are, well, kind of, I mean, they're black metal, so yeah. Uh, I didn't, I was kind of done with them by uh, at that point, and I kind of, I revisited them every once in a while, and I really wasn't that impressed. They didn't, I guess maybe I found some of their songs that were shitty or really boring albums. So I think I listened to a song off, uh, was it Grom maybe like that? No, that's Demi Bourgeoisie now I listened to some of the early stuff and I was like, okay, I can definitely see, uh, I can definitely see why these guys were pretty popular. But uh, yeah, I never really got into them. So when you were like, "Cradle of Phil, I was like, all right, I'll go ahead and see what all the hoopla is about. <laughs> and now you know.
0: Like I said, Cradle of when Cradle of Phil puts out a good album, it's it's amazing. When they put out a bad album. It's the kind of thing, you know, you, you just want to slit your wrists to. And so that that pretty much sums up great enough <laughs> to me. Um, what we're going to do here is we're going to play the first two tracks back to back. The first one's an intro, and then it goes into the first real track of the album, Hammer of the Witches. Um, so we're going to play the whole first intro, and then we'll play a little bit like we normally do of the second track, and then we'll break in with some of our thoughts. So here we go. This is... Uh, War Purges Eve uh, into yours immort immortally. sleep during any circumstances there I am blaring black metal in the house she's sitting right next to me and and, and it's just about passed out
1: (laughs) to be fair I think your child's going places and well I did the same thing my dad used to (laughs) chew me out he looked at me straight in the eyes when I said your music is garbage that really (laughs) I think that's the only time I got really like that's how that's one of the few ways to make me really mad is that just going? Your music's garbage because he hates. He hated all metal. Like the only thing he ever like, he's like, oh, I like Metallica and Iron Maiden. And I'm like, you like the songs they play on the radio, it's like you. I'm like, that doesn't matter My
0: count. father said to me when I was just a lad, I don't care what you listen to, as long as I don't have to hear it. So I had a lot of Walkmans growing <laughs> up. But I was also allowed to buy anything that had a, that had a when they started putting tipper stickers on things, um, I was allowed to buy anything with a tipper sticker as long as I kept it on the Walkman, which meant that in elementary school, I still owned a copy of Two Live Crews, as nasty as they want to be. Suffice it to say, though, anytime my father listened to anything I was listening to, whether it was rap or metal, he thought it was all shit. But And I think I've told you this. To this day, he still has the funniest reaction to Judas Priest I've ever heard. Why are you listening to this? It sounds like he's yelling at you.
1: Well, uh, that's funny. (laughs) So with that said, what did you think
0: of the first... uh, Well, we don't need to talk about the intro. There's nothing much to say about it. Um, what, uh, What did you think of that
1: first track? Uh, well, starting with the intro, I thought the intro did a really nice job of setting the mood and the setting to the song. I think the uh, intro and the outro, which outro doesn't do much considering I threw in the two bonus tracks at the end, so it's kind of like, oh, played like that time at Lord of the Rings and you thought the movie ended and it ended, and then you're like, oh, shit, there's more. <laughs> but anyways, there's a, I like the first track. It does a good job of really blending into the second one. Now, one cool thing that I did in uh, the listening you know, you know what I usually do. I read lyrics and try to analyze things. And one thing I found is that they kept naming random gods and things from, uh, like they brought up Loki and Chernabog. You remember Chernabog, right? Of course, you remember yes. Chernabog from the Night on Bald Mountain. And uh, actually, what the uh, real quick aside, we... real quick aside. My, hmm? one of my
0: favorite Disney movies is Fantasia, which she refers to as Mickey Mops. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and actually the Walpurgis Eve because I was curious Walpurgis Eve is actually a uh, festival in Germany on I think is it, it's April 30th it's the uh, pretty much the night in Germanic folklore they think that's the night the witches meet up on the highest peak of the Harz Mountains and have like a you know coven and I, I think uh, the second song here Yours Immortally was uh it's kind of about like the coming of the witches and everything, which funny thing, it was called Hammer of the Witches. It was about like all the evil gods coming together with the witches and it's really cool. I this definitely deserves a second listen. Like I've been I have this album streaming on in the background right now. It's really it's really good. This song, uh this the second song of this album is not what I expected because what I've heard of Craig LaFilt was really doomy. But I don't want to say do me in like the that like, I like it. Like, do me in the boring way. Like, it doesn't have a point. It just kind of meanders yeah. and claims that epic. It, there is some cradle of
0: felt that absolutely just drones on. Like, oh, Jesus. You know, it's it's just Bobby, Bobby, Grana, weep, Nitty Bobby. You're like, oh, just shoot
1: me. Dang it, Bobby. You know, like, propane, propane accessories. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Danny Philp would start quoting King of the Hill in the middle of his songs. That would make my day.
0: Alright, you ready to move on
1: to the next track? Or
0: do you have a little sure. bit
1: more on this one? Uh, no, right. I kind of... That was like my little nugget of information, but uh, it's a good song. It was song. a good I'm nugget? Sure you thought yeah. All right. actually, uh, just, go ahead. This is track three. This is Enshrined
0: in Crematoria. They, they slowed it down from the first track um, they'll pick it up again later on in the album but uh, you know they this one you know, this track a little bit more a little bit closer to what what I'm used to with Cradle of <laughs> not that it was bad just it was a, this one was more marchy than it was thrashy
1: yeah uh, I didn't quite have that much of a problem with the song maybe it's because Songs like this are more an uh, exception than a rule to this album, so it almost does a nice job of kind of breaking things up and giving the album certain like highlights of the thrashier, faster stuff than you would hear. I thought this was a really interesting song. Uh, reading all the lyrics and stuff here, I'm pretty sure uh, the speaker is, of course, Satan. I have a feeling that's like half of these, half of like Craig LaFille's songs. Like, yeah, I'm Satan. Just going to let you know. And it seems like half of them are sad love songs too, which is weird. Cause black metal doesn't usually do love songs. Well, they do some uh, love songs, but uh, <laughs> they're more macabre. Sort of death metal, yeah, like
0: uh. they like loving on a dead body.
1: Yeah, or uh, dirty gore horror by Autopsy. That's death metal. There, it's uh, <laughs> such great uh, lyrics. as rape you, kill you. You
0: know, nice. Uh, so the nice a so the Metal Hammer Doom podcast is not just a music review podcast. We also bring you the latest in uh, cultural uh, news, things you need to know. So this just in uh, from the TampaBay.com website. School district. Tampa teacher duct taped kindergartner's eyes. An elementary, music, an elementary music teacher could lose her job next week because of an allegation that she punished a, kindergarten, a kindergartner student. A kindergarten student by putting duct tape over his eyes
1: that is really stupid and asking us hey,
0: to and not very
1: good, hey, good teaching come here damn getting, it's a family affair tonight yeah 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 hurry up woman yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Yes, while listening to black metal. Now, listen. Um After to the the metal. Um, now, I brought my wife out here to account for this.
1: Oh,
0: God. Uh, a Tampa teacher <laughs> duct taped a kindergartner's eyes. Have you heard this?
2: No, and that's not what you're supposed to do.
0: <laughs> an elementary <laughs> music teacher could lose her job next week because of an allegation that she punished a kindergartner by putting duct tape over his eyes. What do you have to say for yourself? Not me. No, 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 no. You're you're a Tampa Bay teacher. So i am automatically lumped in with this? Yes, you have to... Does tell
2: you where the school is or what school it is? You
0: have to account for this.
2: No, I don't. I
0: would like an explanation.
2: She's an idiot, and it's probably a person who doesn't know what they're doing or a person who's so burnt out on their job.
1: What are you going to do about it?
2: I'm doing jack shit about it. It's not my job.
1: She's going to go go sit there and be here with the stars.
0: Typical Tampa teacher. Oh my god. Um. Oh wait, in a she's music.
1: T- oh
0: god. Lock has worked at the school district since 2011 and teaches music at Potter Elementary in F-rated school in Tampa. Yeah, Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Here's what
0: I will tell you. The kid probably deserves it. Oh, you hear that, uh, ladies um, and gentlemen? <laughs> That's a tenured teacher right there. I know that school, and
2: knowing that population in that school, I'm sure the kid was a shithead. Now, it doesn't justify what the teacher did, but I'm sure that kid was a shithead.
0: Okay. So now that my wife has come along and, uh, and, and, and approved of duct taping the kid's eyes, John. I don't
2: approve of it. It's dumb, and not what you should
1: do. I don't think anyone can listen. We can hear you now. All right, the next she doesn't song approve of it. She doesn't approve of it on the record.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the next song, track 4, deflowering the Maidenhead, disple- Displeasuring the Goddess" is clearly about oral sex. Here we go. that song about oral
1: sex? Uh, I'm not quite sure about oral sex, but it's definitely about uh seems like rape a demon or the speaker is describing in third person as the demon raping an angel in a, grave in a fucking graveyard is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> uh, I love may, laughing
0: at that. Let me get this straight. This is about a demon raping an angel oh. in a graveyard.
1: Something, something like that. It keeps uh, mentioning like necrotic fingers. So, uh, uh, someone, yeah. Someone call. Uh, someone call Michael Bay. We
0: have a new script idea.
1: He is. I mean, this is the same band that has the best t-shirt ever that can get you kicked out of places. I'm sure you've heard about that t-shirt, right? The Cradle of Filth shirt that on the back said Jesus is a cunt.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not even the. That's not even the worst one. This one's of uh, of that's actually like showing a picture of a golem or a demon of some sort uh, having uh, doggy-style sex with a nun.
1: See, my favorite one is still from Marduk. Uh, was, no, I nuns have no fun, but it was pretty much a, a, it's, it's a nun with her hood still on just masturbating with a cross. And I was like, oh, yep, there you yeah. go. I was like, that's a fun it, it one. That's
0: not on the kind of shirt you really want to be wearing in public, especially as you get close to the Bible Belt. You'll probably
1: offend somebody. <laughs> Close to I mean, the Bible Belt. Jesus, I am like, I am the Bible Belt at this damn point. <laughs> you know, south of the Macy
0: Dixie line, I would not be wearing a shirt that says Jesus is a cunt. I'm just saying. Uh, know, yeah,
1: i get my ass. I <laughs> get my ass whipped in a Taco Bell. I mean, I didn't even buy that uh, Iron Reagan shirt that says your kid's an asshole just because I knew – one day I'll be a teacher, and knowing my luck, I'll be on my day off, walking to a fucking Walmart in my Iron Reagan shirt, and some uh, some parent will recognize me and get me fired.
0: Well, just don't take the guy, the kid's eyes shut, you'll be all right.
1: <laughs> well, it's actually, the kid's eyes are there. Is no eyes on the kid because it's a, it's a giant blood stain where it used to be. Yeah, uh, I still don't understand like that teacher. I mean, she's the fucking music teacher. Your class isn't that important at that point in a child's life. Jesus Christ, the Latter Day Saints. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, sure. I, I, I mean, she's probably uh, she's probably like checked out and uh, done, and, and you know, it's like fuck it, I'm going out with style. I'm gonna make the news. Damn it. But well, it's just really dumb.
0: Room, so I can't ask her any more questions, but apparently this is a terrible school. I mean, it's as, as the thing said, it's an F rated school. Um, F is not good. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, does the F stand for fucked?
0: (laughs) Okay, apparently one of the schools of the district is, like, trying to take over because they're in such bad shape.
1: So it sounds like they need to hire people in charge that know what the fuck they're doing.
0: So in in, in other news, one of the teachers in Polk County who had sex with their students actually just came into the Hillsborough County Jail and it was really funny because like I was trying not to be awkward about it but like I checked her in like I work in a hotel I booked her in and um you know she's a very nice lady and all that um but like she comes in she's she, like she tells her name I'm just like and I'm kind of going to question like oh yeah I remember you and she's just and it's like oh damn he knows me because I fucking fucked a student
1: well hey so you saying you got a brush with fame there
0: Oh please, we we we've had so many teachers sleep with students in the state. You know, um, it, it's it, it's becoming commonplace. I ask my wife all the time Did you have sex with a student today. No, like, I guess you had a good day.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, the only thing that's in your state are tourists, old people, and death metal musicians. And teachers don't seem to go for any of those people. So, I mean, I guess you got to swing young. <laughs> Class grass well, on the bad. field, play ball. <laughs>
0: With that said, track five Blackest Magic in Practice. tell the you tell the folks what this is about and what's the on I'm going to try to see if I can get my four-year-old to go into our rooms
1: and just pass that on the couch. Oh, that is adorable. Anyway, hey, you. so... <laughs> hey, hey, you. Uh... <laughs> what? Oh, that's not me. Okay, sorry. Yeah, this song here, you know, I said the last, like, some of their songs sound like a love song. Okay, yeah, this one is, like, straight up, a love song. I think it's about a guy whose girlfriend slash wife something died. Uh, and he's going to use the blackest magic possible to bring her back from the grave. That is fucking metal. That is like the most metal fucking thing. Yeah, I hear you, kid. This kid thinks this is fucking metal, too. Yeah. No, but
0: no go, don't go this way. Go around the table. Make sure you pee
3: first.
1: Good night. I'll try. <laughs> God, how many times do they fucking say rape in this album? And nobody <laughs> likes hearing that word.
0: <laughs> About as many times as a robot chicken does in a season.
1: Okay. <laughs> that that robot. That robot. You know, the one that humps everything? Yeah. that's a, You know, I'm just imagining this band as that robot. Like, all the other bands yeah. on the tour are like, oh, here comes Danny Field. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And he just starts <laughs> humping a pinball machine. <laughs> well, did, you about, uh, <laughs> did you hear about? Did you hear about with Danny Phil his new makeup? It looks uh, it looks strangely like a uh, the I think the singer guitarist from Carach That's a black metal band, by the way. Uh, and they uh, they actually commented on it. They're like, "Oh, uh, so they're saying did Danny Phil take this from us?" Well, we're not saying that. We're just saying we don't wear fucking pur- purple uh, nail polish while taking the picture. Because <laughs> yeah. Cause it looked really, like, really, really like it. I mean, it looks pretty cool, but it looked a lot like the other guys. So yeah, he had purple nail polish. So It's one of those, like, yeah, you're not metal. <laughs>
0: hey, Unless you
1: are to you. that metal. I, I got a question for mm-hmm.
0: you. You're in Japanese stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Can I get you to review a game show for me and, and uh, put it on this uh, Rattling Broadcasting Network? Let me read you this article from cinemablend.com and uh, and then you're in charge of tracking this shit down and reviewing it for me, okay? Because I was talking about it. it. Okay. Uh, headline. New Japanese game show lets bears attack people inside a box.
1: Okay, let's Google this.
0: Dude.
1: See, I, wa- I actually watched a clip from a uh, from a game show that was Jushin Liger trying to pin other New Japan wrestlers in their sleep after a night of partying. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: it's great. It's four of them. Hiroshi Kanahashi kicked out at one. And one of the guys, Tobu Hadma, he was already awake. And he's like, well, what the fuck? And then Liger pinned him one, two, three. It <laughs> <That> was amazing. <laughs> you know, they'd just be asleep and they creep in there. Liger gets on top of him and there goes, one, two. And usually by two, they're like, oh.
0: <laughs> All right. So let me read this to you. Japanese game shows are legendary for their ridiculousness. You might want to hear this. The latest video from one of these shows that hit the Internet features a woman videotaping... While inside a glass box. Normally that would be odd, but not, but not concerning. However, the terrified woman is also getting shoved around in the glass box by a very large grizzly bear.
1: She's. Okay, yeah, I see this. Okay, it's only 44 <laughs> seconds. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, she's legitimately. She's like, oh, fuck, bear in the box, bear in the box. And the bear just tips over the box. And the lady is screaming in pure fucking terror as that bear is like, huh, I got your picnic basket, bitch. I am getting your fucking picnic basket. And there the fucking bear tipped her again. She's just fucking freaking. She's done. That, like the fucking bear, he's like, you promised me dinner.
0: I would totally, I would totally let a bear pat me around in a box if they paid me enough.
1: I, yeah, I mean, I would. I think I'd be good. I mean, really, the bear just kind of keeps doing the same routine over again. He's just trying to keep tipping the box. I mean, as long as uh, that box is made of something sturdy, it's totally good. Now, the other problem is, <laughs> is when you, uh, you know, when the box gives way and you end up being on the sadder part of the
0: news. Okay, so <laughs> I'm have you been watching it off at all this season?
1: Fuck no. That looks horrible. I've been told well, the one guy that was like a big wrestling fan and wanted to be a wrestler and everything got eliminated. And actually, like, well, well, no, I was told actually like that's they cut him like the producers like you know they you know they cut footage. They cut him to look like a total asshole because apparently he was like really nice and helped everybody with like learning the craft and the history and. Like, the other contestants absolutely loved the guy. That's what, I, that's what I read, though. Like, other members of the cast were pissed that he was kicked off because he, was, he deserved it.
0: Well, um, funny. I said, I said the same thing to Winfrey. It was something different. He, 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 had, he, I got, he reacted the exact same way. But I digress. Um, the reason why I brought it up is there was an episode of Talking Up this season where they had to run through a swamp, and they were like, in this swamp? All alligators and eels and croc, you know, and all this other stuff. But I'm just, and I'm looking at my life and going, "This is horseshit." There's no way they made them run through a swamp with that kind of stuff in it. They fenced that part off. They cleared that part of uh, of it out, and only left in there like harmless fish or whatever. There's no way they're in they in there swimming with alligators. Get the fuck out of here. So, with that being said, I don't think that the box is going to give way. I think that they made the box strong enough to resist a bear attack uh, because if the box actually gave way and you got mauled by a bear, the people who came up with this game would be sued. So I think it's like they're trying to simulate danger, but they can't possibly be putting people in real danger. So with that being said, track six, (laughs) the monstrous Sabbath summoning the coven or the bear. Almost a minute. Um, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm just going to stop right there and go on to the next track because uh, that was more of an interlude. This is the title track, track seven, "Hammer of the Witches." Good, good choice for a title track. Uh, what are some of your thoughts here?
1: Uh, it's another song about witches. I don't know if you could tell from the uh, title of the track. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be a uh, story of a witch and her sisters getting killed and mutilated by the Inquisitors. At least that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Maybe I need to sit down with my pen and paper and uh, brutally analyze these lyrics. So I thought it was a really good song. Uh, I think this, if I'm not mistaken, this song had, uh, actually what I was surprised at this album, some really good guitar solos. This album had some really nice ones, some real, I'm not going to say quite memorable, not any ones I'm going to be whistling in my sleep, but, uh, you know, it did a nice job of kind of breaking up some of the monotony of the music, because, you know, sometimes things get a little monotonous. I was really surprised. I kind of assumed that Cradle of Phil didn't do solos. I was wrong.
0: Yeah, I don't know why, why you would assume that.
1: I don't know, because I've heard, like, three great LaFil songs in my life, and I didn't remember any of them having solos. All right, fair enough. Well, um, any more about this? No, I thought it was a pretty solid song. I think the uh, the interlude set it up really well. These interludes are doing a really good job of kind of breaking up the song and, like, and building them up to being a... Kind of an epic story of sorts. You know, it just doesn't go straight into the song. It kind of gives you breathing room in between to uh, kind of replenish your palate. I like that.
0: Okay. Let's move on to the next track. This is Right Wing of the Garden Triptych. These are about the garden triptychs that don't believe in abortion.
1: That's right, queering doesn't work. <laughs> God, you're <ain't> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess Jesse's like, damn, r- r- damn Republican I was Like, I was gonna make that joke.
0: I saw that. I figured <laughs> I, figured I figured I'd throw you a bone. Yeah,
1: thank you, you thank you. I so
0: I wouldn't would be cool. I wasn't thinking it either. It
1: just, I just <laughs> sort of Uh so I'm not quite sure what this song's about. I did kind of look up things in it like Got Your Down Wrong, which is a uh apparently a German it's a translation of the German the German translation of the Norse phrase Ragnarok. Which is weird, because that's a lot longer than the word Ragnarok, but uh I don't think German, so what should I know? But yeah, I thought it was a pretty, it's still a pretty good song. It's got a nice, a uh, full, little, little beat to it, you know. It's another, it's another great song on this album. I think that's definitely what matters. And I did not know the Cradle of Filth had so many words in their songs.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's move on here. Uh, this next one is about the movie Twilight. It's called The Vampire at My Side. <laughs>
1: male vampire just because you kept saying Twilight. Uh, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all disappointed now. No, actually, this seemed to be uh, kind of describing a, well, not so nice vampire. Damn cat. Sorry. It's, it's this is all one old. of the
0: nice vampires. What kind of vampire is it?
1: Uh, it seems to be a very violent, controlling vampire. So it's very much like Edward. So, uh, God, I'm loving some of this verbiage here. Gilded Cunt worship. A war of hormones swarming south as insect hive in her succulent skull making a beeline for the mouth. Nice. Well not
0: not for nothing, but uh, Gilded Cunt is one of the best cradle felt songs I've ever heard.
1: Is that an actual song?
0: That is an actual
1: song, yes. Is that Gilded cunt. music? That's amazing. Baiting masturbators with a dominant handshake. Nice. <laughs>
0: you know, like you do.
1: Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, if it's just not the dominant hand, that's what we call a stranger, right? Ha ha ha. I have a coworker of mine reference that, and then I'm like, <laughs> and I kept going on. He's like, damn. I'm like, yep, Tim. Don't you forget me. And he, there's a reason me and you two work so well together. It's because you have really filthy stories and I have a really filthy mouth. Because <laughs> everybody else is like, ugh. So it's funny at work, I actually, uh, I've surprised co because I have, a, like I said, a filthy mouth. I, I say cunch every once in a while when I get really mad. But then I also have really good manners. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I'm always Do like, excuse it. me, bless, bless you, pardon me, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those words that gets people uh, all upset. But, they, but, you know, these guys are British, so it's okay. So this is the most cool. ironic song Cradle of Filth has ever written. This was called Onward Christian Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I haven't had too many complaints about this tonight. Um, Yeah, definitely, (laughs) this definitely fits in with other Cradle of Filth uh, albums in their catalog. I think that's why I'm sort of leaning on you for some of the lyrical content, because um, like I said, it was a heavier album than what I'm used to, but in a lot of ways, it's exactly what I'm used to from Cradle of Filth, and it's good, but it's like, okay, I, I don't have a lot more to say beyond that.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just judging from I haven't really had much of the experience with Craig Lafayette. A lot of this is kind of new to me. To, to a degree, it's very new. But I found this to be, as you said, really weird.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, it wasn't like overly glorifying Christianity. It was more telling, like guess, a story of the soldiers. But, I mean, it also had, had to kind of slide a few little uh, lands of rape and stuff like that, you know i will say rape a few <laughs> more times. I wonder if they get like an extra 5000 or something, if they can like win a bet with their producer. Like, bet you can't say rape 10 times. They're like, 10? <laughs> we'll do 20 for 75. Mm-hmm. All right. Hope I They that are, cool um, one.
0: I was going to say, cradle of felt. They certainly have a certain uh, theme they like to stick to.
1: Oh, hey, you know what? When you've lasted this long, sometimes you got to sk- stick to your guns. Which is how you some know, bands make bread and butter. <laughs> it ain't broke. If it ain't broke, it ain't from the 1800s. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, track 11 here. I think they we uh, We're down to our last three songs here.
1: And I haven't fallen asleep three. yet. Knock on wood. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> If you fall asleep, even though we've started 30 minutes earlier, I'm going to just be – I'm going to be sad about you, Mark Radlich. How are you going to make it no, through that NXT I, show next week?
0: Well, that's the thing. Um, like, I I went to work today, but not at my normal time. Like, today was overtime. I was trying to make up for some hours that, I'm, that, that uh, I either didn't work or am planning not to work over the next two days. I'm leaving work early um, to go see – I'm leaving work early – Tomorrow night to go see Pixels at the drive in. And then we even work early Saturday to go see Slipknot uh, and Lamb of God, which I will have a full report uh, in two weeks when we uh, when we come back and read. What are we reviewing in two weeks? I'm not really ready for plugs yet, but until I started that sentence, I, I now am compelled to finish it. Um, all right, where are we? So, oh yeah, next week I'm going to NXT. And then we'll be back August sixth for Lamb of God. And while I have you here, um, you know what August twentieth is, right? I had to, I had to kick Faith, uh, I had to kick Fear Factory off the schedule because I forgot that the week of August twentieth, we're gonna be um, on August twentieth itself. We are gonna be reviewing another old album, you know, like we did with Metallica and. Some others, and you know, yeah, with typo negative respect, retrospective and all that and body count.
1: Body count. However this, one,
0: however, this one's very special. I don't remember if I told you about this or not, but since it's uh, NWA week on the Rattlesham Broadcasting Network, guess what uh-huh. we're going to be reviewing? Is metal Hammer of Doom. Uh, not metal. <laughs> not metal. That's right. The original NWA straight out of Compton album.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, all right. That'll be interesting. <laughs>
0: I figured, somebody else wanted to be on for that. I don't remember who it was. might have been Teasley. It might have been somebody else. I don't. I honestly don't remember. I'm sure someone will remind me when it gets close to
1: August 20th. In no, the meantime, I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, hey, I'm just stoked for next week. Oh, can't wait. All right.
0: Tell us a little bit about next week in just a moment. This is track 11, blooding the hounds of hell. move right into the next track here Um, and then we'll kvitz for a bit. This is track 12. This is King of the Woods.
1: No. had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> no, huh? Yeah, nah, King of the Woods. Yeah, I thought it was a good song. Uh, honestly, I think we kind of did it a little weird because uh, the blooding, the hounds of hell, which does a weird, I don't get what that means. What does that even mean? But uh, that was the outro to the album, actually. Uh, we're, of course, we played the deluxe edition because I have the power. Reaches, you know, power you know, Castle Gray School and everything. <laughs> That's
0: Force. Industrial contract to Industrial shit. We've got Industrial. power. Industrial shit. We've got to push, baby, push. <laughs> so. Baby. Yeah, but... <laughs> So when I take Jonas to Jimbery, um, one of the things that he does in his class is the air log push, uh, where all mm-hmm. the babies come kind of get behind the air log and they push it across the mat and they push it back. Mm-hmm. And the, and then and then the instructor sings, We've got the power to push, baby, push. <laughs> That's
1: suggestive.
0: <laughs> it's it's very cute. And it and it and it's, you know. Encourages the kids to walk and everything. And at this point, my kids yeah. not encourage them to walk. <laughs>
1: okay. just, just like uh, my parents said, uh, I think my dad said they were afraid that I wouldn't talk. And he's like, they once you started talking, we kind of regretted it. <laughs> you know what's funny? My father said the same thing. He was
0: just, actually, he was like, "We were very we, we were very happy that you finally did talk because we could actually understand what the hell you were saying.
1: <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, but uh, "Budding the Hounds of Hell" that's a really cool song. I thought it was a nice way to end the album on a really kind of moody, atmospheric sort of way, kind of like the way we entered. I like it when an album can have those sort of interludes and preludes and epilogues, you know, it feels really, it feels like it's, the album is structured in a way, and it gives songs the time to breathe, I feel like. You know, some of my favorite albums do that, like Nightfall by Mass. A lot of really good, uh, a lot of really good uh, space save there, you know. It helps break up the album, which some albums really need that. Like Nostradamus by Judas Priest. A double-disc album, and I can't tell the difference between any of the songs. <sighs> <laughs> But yeah, the uh, bonus track here, King of the Woods, I think it's a fine track. It's really nice. Some songs, you can tell why they were on the uh, bonus edition. And then there's other songs, you're like, why didn't they include this on the regular edition? You know, you ever ever had a song like that?
0: I don't know, absolutely. I mean, I find that a lot with covers, actually, where... um, like you know, you get the deluxe edition and it's, you know, so and so covering what you call it. And it's like, why didn't you just put it on the regular album? This cover is awesome. Yeah.
1: But uh well I mean I can understand not putting it on there, especially if you'd have to take out an original song for it. But I mean some covers, like yeah, like I love I love it when it covers at the end of an album. Even though sometimes it kind of breaks up the flow of a co- like you know like a concept album, but I love I love a random cover. You have got me to love covers. Even though my lady friend Savannah actually found some co- found some covers that break your theory of there's no such thing as a bad cover. <laughs> corn covering Pink Floyd and corn covering Metallica. <laughs> sure. Have you, you know, cover, have you ever heard Avril Lavigne
0: Have you ever heard Avril cover Metallica?
1: Yes. Did you ever hear Snoop Dogg cover Metallica?
0: All right, you got
1: me on that one. It, yeah, it's from the same show, and the top comment on it is one I'll never forget, even though it makes me cringe. It said, if slavery were around, this wouldn't happen. because it was All bad. Right. I think it was sad, but I think he covered sad, but true. Right. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sad, but true, this is our last track.
0: This is Misery Lou. No, this is Misery Chord. Thank you. Take me home, Mr. Cooper.
1: Yeah. See, funny thing, I was listening to that, but I forgot that I was uh, playing the album, you know, the album in the background. So I kind of go back to look at my computer and Spirit Crusher by Death is playing. So I'm like, ooh, one of my favorite songs of all time and this Cradle of Filth song. Let's see which one I can pay more attention to. So... Oh, I was going to say, it's a a good song. It's another one that uh, I think it went well on the album. Both these bonus tracks actually work really well as kind of companions to this album. They would totally work if they had put them on there. I like it. This album as a whole, actually, like I said, I came off of it really surprised. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. Is this album of the year? No, I can still see. There's a little... There's some songs that don't quite blow me away. They're, it's like they're there and they're good. It's just doesn't really blow me away, but it's still good. I give it a good four out of five, eight out of ten, maybe yeah, even eight and a half. It was a solid, solid, solid a album. Solid entry into the 2015 list of metal albums. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I listened to it because unlike, you know, when I used to do top 50 lists, I don't listen to everything that comes out. I don't listen to most things that come out.
3: <laughs>
1: so you'll you'll be really disappointed in me. I was at a used C D shop and it came down to two it came down to Toxic Holocaust or the new Unleashed. I had to go with Toxic Holocaust. Because okay. I loved Well, oh, yeah. Because cool, the used books store actually had a ton of like Japanese comic books and anime and they actually had a really good C D selection. They had a lot of Cathedral and Toxic Holocaust and you know, Dawn of the Nine by Unleashed. And I was like, Oh, I wanna buy this album. And then I'm like, ooh, Toxic Holocaust. Ooh, I have to set down this album.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, so what do you answer with- that?
0: Hmm? So, so um, you and Jesse are uh, are taking the open spot next week. Uh, yet another week of the Metal Hammer of Doom. This time, Robert Cooper and Jesse Starcher are playing the Reindeer Games without me. So, what exactly are you guys going to be covering?
1: I should try to invite Sean. I think Sean would have a field day with this album. Uh, just like I said last week, uh, one of my favorite albums ever. Really, really important album to me personally. I adore it. That's uh Woods Five, Grey Skies and Electric Light by Woods of Vie. It's uh, like kind of a black doom like a mix of black metal and doom metal, but definitely a lot more doom metal than the, their previous albums. Uh, it's just one of those like I said, it's one of those albums that just on hard times I always go back to it. In good times I go back to it. I just I love it a lot. There's a lot to be said about it, like religion and the afterlife. And just, you know, like, kind of like living in modern life and mm, really good. And, well, the sad irony of, of the whole album is that the singer-slash-drummer-slash-bassist uh, died in a car accident right before this was released. And he wrote all the, all the lyrics. So there's songs about, like, you know, like, Finality is one of my favorite songs ever. It's actually kind of a little preview of how the is going to work here. It's like, like what that song's about is wanting to meet somebody in the afterlife. You know, so your are like your loved one died. You know, you haven't gotten to spend your whole life with them and how you're going to wait, wait to meet them in the afterlife. But there isn't one. Oh, nope. Like, ugh. yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's a very deep, heavy album. Uh, Yeah. I, I told Jesse, I'm like, I'm going to have to review it with you. There's no way I can convince Mark to do this. Mark would probably fall asleep Mark would pull a black sap and he's like "I, I can't do it five tracks in nope done like it's not quite that level it's not near that level of meandering with the music but it's still one of those like just lyrically complex there's there's songs like I said there's a lot of songs about religion in the afterlife just you know kind of just a lot of personal stuff stuff I really appreciate especially like at this point in life you know that kind of college that kind of like college experience of finding yourself I find a lot of that in this album All right, Um,
0: that's the end of our show let me go over a quick what's going on with the calendar Uh, for those of you who follow all of our great shows here on the Rattler Legend Broadcasting Network uh, this is of course Ant-Man week and uh, we reviewed Ant-Man yesterday the movie Robert Robert Winfrey and I actually had one of our more um, uh, civil but definitely one of this was the movie that we probably disagreed on the most uh, out of all the ones we reviewed this summer. Um, we both liked it, but we, but we just saw different things in the movie, and, and we had a really good discussion about it. So that's in the archives. He's doing He's doing an ant man uh, theme podcast tomorrow night on Everyone Loves a Bad Guy. Jesse Starcher did some Ant-Man stuff on his podcast source material. Uh, decidedly not Ant-Man-related, was our uh, Tuesday night podcast, part three of Orange is the New Black, season three. Uh, We looked at episodes seven, eight, and nine. So that's all in the archives. Next week, um, it's not (laughs) themed. We will be, uh, on Tuesday, is the last episode of the Orange is the New Black review. We'll be looking at the last four episodes, 10, 11, 12, 12, and 13, um, I believe is what we're doing. Uh, Wednesday, we'll be reviewing Pixels, and Robert Winfrey will be on the Walk. Uh,
1: God, have you seen the reviews for that uh, movie so far? 20% Rotten, <laughs> rotten Tomato. Yeah, it's awesome. uh, it's, pr- it's, pr- it's probably Adam Sandler's best review movie in years, though. <laughs> <laughs> probably.
0: That's not saying much. Um, I don't know. My kid thought it looked good, so, my, my four year old, so we'll see what she thinks. Uh, in any case, moving on. Um. On Thursday, we just discussed Robert Cooper and Jesse Starcher will be taking over the metal hammer of Doom and re- and reviewing what Robert just what, said.
1: What's a view pre?
0: Jermaine Dupree, yeah. got it.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> they call this the uh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, tune in for their review of Jermaine. Doing over the next on Thursdays over the next couple of weeks, Um, we'll be reviewing the new Lamb of God, uh, which I believe comes out this week. We'll be reviewing it on August sixth. On August thirteenth, I actually won't be around again. I will be at Full Sail University uh, at an NXT live taping. Yes, I'll be one of the douchebags uh, chanting in the audience that uh, they have to then edit out. So if Robert Cooper and Jesse Starcher want to take that date and do something with it, uh, it'll be open.
1: But, oh, boy! and then we um, can do blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, as I said, on August 20th is uh, NWA week. August 19th, we'll be reviewing uh, Straight Outta Compton, and then uh, the movie, and then on the 20th, we'll be reviewing Straight Outta Compton, the album. And then finally, on August 27th, of, <laughs> Long Road to Ruin will finally be back, and we will finally be uh, reviewing the, uh, the last two Jack Ryan movies, Some of All Fears and Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Um, Metal Hammer is be back September 3rd. We'll be reviewing the new uh, Five Finger Death Punch on the uh. 10th. Oh, shut up. On the 10th. Uh, we'll be reviewing the new we'll, Long Road to Ruin. We'll be looking at the Dark Man trilogy, and um, I believe somewhere in there is Slayer and uh, and I think and Clutch. So, so somewhere, so, somewhere in there, I gotta, I gotta work on the schedule a little bit more, but that's that, but I figured uh, that that takes us into September, and that's all you need to know for now. So, that's what we got lining up. Uh, besides that, you got anything else? Have you been on uh, have you been doing any other podcasts? Have you been cheating on me, Robert Cooper?
1: Actually, I wasn't cheating on you because it was about 1 a.m. to Wednesday morning, technically, and John's like, hey, want to do a podcast. I'm like, sorry, John, I'm really sleepy. He goes, me too. I don't think I want to do it. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead anyways because there wasn't any news and I hadn't played any games. So I was like, eh. But yeah, uh, check out on a uh, speaker.com wrestling to the max page. I'm pretty sure that's where you'll find the cooperative multiplayer podcast, which is John Garmer and Mark Morrison. And I occasionally show up. I used to be a regular member until, well, I had to work for a living, not for a living I work to pay off my student loans. Only 10,000 to go. <laughs> God damn it. But, uh, Yeah, uh, there's that. Actually, also check out, I think actually every day, Sean's doing a a G1 Climax review. Because New Japan every year, I don't know if I told you about this, uh, Mr. Mark Radledge, uh, they have kind of like their own World Cup, the G1 Climax. And this year, it's like over about 30 days, it's 20 dates. And there's two blocks of wrestlers, and they'll wrestle each other for points. And then the wrestler who wins block A and block B wrestles for a chance to wrestle the champion at Wrestle Kingdom, which is their Wrestlemania. The thing I like that they do is you have to face somebody for the opportunity to keep that sometime in between the tournament finals and the Wrestle Kingdom. I think it's cool. I think it's nice that you have to defend your title shot at least once. It's different, but yeah, he's uh, he's been reviewing it every day. There was a he did one Tuesday morning or technically Monday night. He did one this afternoon for day two. He'll probably do one tomorrow for day three. So, yeah, just uh, look into that, the Wrestling to the Max page on Spreaker.com. It'd be really cool. Sean's like a really great guy. He's been on here once or twice. He's he's my brother. He's another brother from another mother. I have a lot of those. But it could be like me and my best friend, who my uh, stepdad's like, are you two gay? (laughs) And his girlfriend's like, hey, you two can go get married. I'm like, all right, Tyler. Yeah, thanks. Hey, you know what? Yeah, uh, right. you know,
0: sooner than later, polygamy may be married, and then you can all marry each other.
1: Hey, there, there we go. That'll be a nice, interesting party, even though I'll probably have to sleep on the floor every night. It wouldn't be too, it wouldn't be too weird, I guess. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's the, way that
0: people, then, the way things are going, uh, polygamy may be the only way people can actually afford to move out of their parents' home. <laughs>
1: God. You know what always makes me laugh? People get married and then just stay with somebody's parents. Yeah. That always makes me
0: whole, giggle.
1: That that makes that's me giggle. The whole, yes. <laughs> it it is, that right. is. But yeah, final plug, uh, Sentai Writer Podcast, Facebook.com plus Sentai Rider Podcast. That is S E N T A I R D R podcast. I'm four episodes from being caught up on one show, 10 on another, and 20 on another. I'm getting there. (laughs) Slowly, I'm getting there.
0: When was the last time you actually did a Sentai Rider
1: podcast? October. (laughs) And you know what's the weirdest part? We've gotten like three likes over the past month, which is, I'm like, huh? How?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you have to add the, the, the game show where the bear attacks people in a box. To do you, your Sentai Rider
1: podcast. Yes, we will make an hour-long review of that 45-minute clip. That'll be the equivalent <laughs> of uh, that'll be equivalent of the first UFC on Fox. You remember that, where it was 45 minutes to lead up to that uh, Velasquez De Santos match, and it was done in 45 seconds.
0: Yeah, that was um, that, that that was uh, what is it when you uh, when you blow your load um, before anything really starts
1: calculation
0: that, yes, that that was the fighter equivalent of premature ejaculation. And on that note, uh, Mr. Robert <laughs> Cooper, I am your your. Uh, what am I, your mandated reporter. <laughs> uh, I am the pantsless man of the pantsless clan, as Sean Comer calls me. And this has been the Metal Hammer of June presentation of Cradle of Filth, Hammer of the Witches. We'll be back. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks. Robert Cooper will be back in one week with Jesse Starcher. Until then, be well, be safe, and behave.